0: Hello, and welcome back to the AOCPP podcast. My name is Helen Wilson, and I'm the Operations Manager at the AOCPP, as well as your host for today. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Professor Kish Batty Sinclair and Dr Lisa Bunting, who both joined the AOCPP last year as co-editors of our journal, Child Abuse Review. We'll be talking about their expertise and experience and what to expect from the Child Abuse Review and how you can contribute. So, Kish and Lisa, could you tell us a bit about yourselves and what you do and what your specific areas of interest are? And I wonder if we could start with you, Kish.
1: My name is Patrick Sinclair and I'm Head of Social Work and Social Care at the University of Chichester. So, in principle, I'm responsible for social work education at the University of Chichester and that's my main job. I also have a research profile which I follow you know for the university uh, guidance on how professorial research is undertaken in social work at the university. My interests in particular are around uh, child exploitation and gangs. I have undertaken some research which has looked at perpetrator profiles in relation to the inquiries that which took place about 10 years ago um, and there were some papers published on that. I also am interested in decolonisation which is a much more current debate which was highlighted by Black Lives Matter and how decolonization as an area of interest can inform social work practice and social work education. I'm involved with a group of academics across England, Scotland and Wales and Southern Ireland looking to see how we can develop curricula around looking at the influences of colonization. So that's one of my current projects. I'm also interested in any kind of research methodology which looks at sensitive topics and sensitive groups such as children or uh, parents or people who find the whole process of research slightly traumatising and I've been working on that with colleagues as well. I think that's me, Lisa.
2: Thanks, Helen. It's lovely to be here on the podcast. My name is Lisa Bunting. I'm a senior lecturer in social work at Queen's University in Belfast, Northern Ireland in terms of what I do in the university, I teach on undergraduates. I teach psychology for social work and I teach on postgraduate as well. And that is focused around psychology and attachment theory on a particular course for professionals who have already qualified but want to go on further and study specifically in the area of child welfare. In terms of my own research interests, they're probably varied over the years. I, you know, I've been in research a long time. More recently, the past maybe 10 years, I've focused very much on adverse childhood experiences, particularly interested in that in relation to how that relates to child protection, how we understand the role of trauma both in the lives of children and their parents and how the system manages and responds to that. And in terms of of projects, I'm finishing off working on publications from the a survey of the mental health of children in Northern Ireland, um, age 2 to 19, which was a, a large-scale project that we did with colleagues at Queen's and Ulster University. And that was the first time that we'd done a prevalence survey on that subject in Northern Ireland. So that was really interesting and an exciting opportunity to, to work on that. And I'm also working on a data linkage project, which is looking at how we use routinely collected child protection data to try and understand the system what kinds of cases are coming in, what kinds are being referred, and importantly, linking that back to previous work I was involved with with the child welfare inequalities, linking that with area level deprivation. So trying to really understand what families are being involved in the system, the role of poverty and deprivation potentially plays in that, with a view to informing policy developments within Northern Ireland.
0: Thank you, Lisa and Kish. That's really insightful. As our journal Child Abuse Review is an important part of the AOCPP's mission to support child protection professionals, can you tell us a bit more about Child Abuse Review and why it's such
1: an important tool for professionals? Hish, Child Abuse Review is one of those established journals which really has the voice of practice at its core and the link with the association in particular is very important to us because it has always been there, but I think we are trying to make it more real for practitioners to be able to publish in a quite a prestigious journal, which is globally bought by many, many, many groups in the world. We have lots of people involved at all sorts of levels uh, with the journal, but also these people are linked to the association. Um, one of the ways we are trying to establish greater contact is through the association's membership to, for example, set up special interest groups in particular areas, and through that, come up with perhaps themed issues that those members can contribute to, led by associate editors who are involved in special interest groups. So the loop between the association and the journal needs to be tighter and more closely accessible to the members of the association. So we are trying to do it in different ways and to make the journal more accessible and uh, useful, in a sense, in terms of practice messages, in terms of policy development and so on. So Lisa, at the AOCPP
0: we're passionate about bridging the gap between academia and practice. As academics, how do you ensure that child abuse review reflects the day-to-day issues faced in practice?
2: Yeah, I mean, as Keisha said, and you know yourself, Helen, I mean, child abuse review, its core is about bridging that link between academics and and professionals in, in frontline practice. There's a number of ways we're doing that. I mean, we've mentioned before, like the special interest group, maintaining links with yourself. But even in terms of the the process involving associate editors, we have a whole range of different experience, not just academic experience. We we've recently brought on 11 new associate editors who come from a range of different countries and a range of different practice experiences. A lot of them are academics, yes, but some of them do come from, from frontline practice as well. And also trying to reflect that in the articles that we publish. You know, sometimes practitioners are frightened about applying to, to have a, a journal article submitted. And it's understanding that we provide a range of different types of publications. So there's original articles, review articles, discussion pieces, continual professional development, training updates. There's a range of ways that we try to involve people. And also trying to play to the strengths, you know, not simply looking at something and saying, well, that's not written in the academic style that we we would like. Understanding that there's a lot more to that and, and offering guidance people to people so that they can feel comfortable and confident in getting those kind of messages out to people and also really making sure that even when we do get you know quite academic or sometimes quantitative pieces that each author has to think about what the practice messages are for that particular piece of research so I think there, there's a number of ways Emma, and we're keen to keep
0: developing and building on those. That's fantastic thank you. So you've both been co-editors of Car Now for seven months. Are there any articles that you've published that have really stood out for you and and that may well be different for each of you? So if if I start with you, Kish.
1: I quite like the special issues because they bring together people with a common interest, people who are really passionate about the topic. And when I came along, I was very excited by the virtual special issue which we produced on Exploitation, and it's called Exploitation 2021, which is great because it's tackling the culture and challenges of sexual abuse, trafficking, modern slavery and county lines, which is a particular area of interest for me right now. I like that kind of approach because it makes the papers that are available on CAR available free to everyone until a given date, and I think that's a really excellent approach. To sharing knowledge in a very expert area, so yes, that's my stand. One of my standout moments since I've been to Car.
0: So special issues for you, Kish Lisa. what's about you? Uh, the the thing for me, I think, is the
2: range of publications um, and the fact that they're very much targeted, you know, towards different types of professionals. So even uh, articles that you know I wouldn't have necessarily thought that this was a particularly important area within child protection and then then you realize and you see the implications so it covers a very broad base in that respect and so in many ways you know each of the articles is very different and quite unique Um, in terms of specific articles i think there's a recent article from andy bilson and um, an area of interest of mine who was using social care data and i think we've published a number of those recently we see a lot of those coming through where people in different disciplines are using what's already collected to try and understand the system better and to feed that kind of in Because we do, we constantly collect a huge amount of data and we're not necessarily as good as we could be about making use of that. So I think those papers that have really got into like hospital records, audited case files, looked at children's social care data, they're the ones that kind of stand out to me as making use of system data to try and push things forward and also encourage people who are in frontline, practice it in various different kind of ways to use that kind of data.
0: Yeah. We're talking a lot within the association at the moment about the areas where there may be gaps um, and looking at how we as an association can best serve our members by looking at where those gaps are and how we can get more information out about them. I'm wondering for, for the two of you, what areas of research do you think need to be explored more that you would like to see in article submission? Lisa?
2: I think one one of the areas that this struck me when we first started a, a, as well, and it is something I, I would like to develop more, is that there isn't so much around the criminal justice side, and it's a, a really big part mm. of safeguarding and child protection. I mean, we have a lot of articles where we talk about, you know, child sexual abuse and neglect, and I think we could probably do more to recognize that actually many of those cases go on through, there's a whole other area of practice there of young young people going through the criminal justice system, how they're supported um, within that, because that has really big implications for them, but also within the juvenile justice system as well. So I, I think that's something I would definitely welcome publications that are looking more about the interface between social work and the criminal justice system and the ongoing needs of, of children and families within those.
0: Yeah, and that very much is reflective of some of the conversations we've had within the association, which is really good to hear.
1: Kish? Because there was a special interest group launch of the Safe Gardening and Sports special interest group this morning, I'm kinda of taken with what they were saying about things like how does a child whistleblow? What are the mechanisms of whistleblowing when they're you know in the process of being abused? And I think that kind of very detailed understanding of the experience of a child and how a child is enabled to ask the right question of the right person and get the right support. I think that kind of detail is still missing in research, and I'd quite like to um, support that. The other is something around trust. I think uh, one of the issues in terms of child abuse and perpetrators is that the grooming process involves perpetrators gaining trust at all sorts of levels, of families, of parents, of organisations, and I think that is quite an under-researched area. You know, how that process enables a person to be in a position of power over children. And also as a result, how the children are then drawn into abusive processes. So those are kind of very detailed areas. And that's part, partly because that's the area I've been researching. But there are many, many other areas we, we, I mean, so for example, around equalities and uh, minority groups, there's not enough really on, on those areas. Uh, obviously, we're international by profile. And we do get, you know, papers come all over the world and that is really great. But I think in terms of the UK and the four countries of the UK, I think more inequalities would be good.
0: Thank you. It's really good to hear you both talking about how we broaden our reach and also to, to hear the ways that you're working to try and make the journal more accessible for people to contribute to, both those in academia and those in practice, which as we know is so important that we get that balance of, of both. If somebody wanted to get involved with child abuse review, whether that's writing an article or joining the editorial team, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how they do that, Kish.
1: I think Lisa has already touched upon the different means by which people can access the journal. I think we're very keen that people do submit reflective accounts and practice based reports and so on. And actually, the process is fairly easy in terms of you know, how to submit and how to gain availability uh, through both the websites of the association and the wine website. And the easiest way any member can access CAR is through your website. And thereafter, of course, there are links to editors and people, you know, so people can come directly to us and say, how do we do that? In fact, Lisa and I had a meeting with someone last week where she said, I want to become involved and I want to publish. And we both of us met her and I think I, actually editors in terms of access are probably not as accessible as we are. Um, we are also going to go to conferences and meet people at conferences and market the association, market car I think there's all sorts of ways of meeting us and that's the one thing that people can do. And hopefully hopefully we're available enough to make that possible for people.
2: Yeah, I would say I would second that. If you want to get involved check out the website, be it the Child Abuse Review one specifically or AOCPP and, and get in touch in whatever capacity and we're happy to provide advice uh, and have meetings uh, and talk through.
0: And I would really echo that our experience of, of working with you both is that you are really engaged and really accessible and, and really open to working in collaboration in all sorts of different ways, which is, which is just what we need. We want to bring the association and the Child Abuse Review as closely as together as we possibly can. And Lisa, I'm wondering, are there any current vacancies within the child abuse team that our listeners might be able to support with? Oh, yes, definitely.
2: At the minute, we have a call out for reviewers for continued professional development papers. And these are kind of shorter papers with a practice focus. So we're we'll really looking for people kind of in front line and in practice and in various different kind of disciplines the social work medicine whatever is relevant in terms of, of child protection and safeguarding and they would act as a bank for us to kind of help us address those papers when we put out calls for them so that would be incredibly useful and just more generally um, people can go on to the the wiley website and they can register their interest in, in being reviewers give their details fields and um, a fairly straightforward process of of setting up a kind of their keywords, etc. And then they can list what journals they would wish to be associated with. And of course, Child Abuse Review is one of those. So that's another way if people are interested, they can dip their toe in the
0: water. Thank you both very much. It's been really good to hear a little bit more about you both as individuals and also as as co-editors. So thank you for speaking to us today. It's a pleasure having you on the podcast and as our co-editors. Listeners can find out more about Kish and Lisa and about the Child Abuse Review via our show notes or via our website. Otherwise, thank you for listening to the AOCPP podcast and we'll see you again in the next episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the AOCPP's podcast. If there are any specific topics you want discussed in future episodes, email us at hello at AOCPP.org.uk. And if you would like more information about the Association of Child Protection Professionals, then visit our website at childprotectionprofessionals.org.uk. Thank you.